everybody. Welcome to another edition of Screen Time with Gary Tangway, along with Drew Niano. Screen Time, movies, streaming, and more. Today's topic, The Old Man, involving an outstanding cast and two actors that Drew and I both love, John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges. It happens on FX and Hulu. I just finished binge-watching this literally two minutes ago. As a matter of fact, I was late for my podcasting time with Drew because I had to finish the final episode. So Drew is the guy that turned me on to this. So Drew, I'm going to let you set it up. Yeah, you know, it was a simple thing. I don't know what I was watching. Basketball, something. And there was a preview for this. And it was Jeff Bridges doing TV. And I'm like, Jeff Bridges doing TV? What are you kidding me? And then it's the old man. I'm like, hmm, I guess he's the old man. And, or you know, is he? We'll get to that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, it looked really good. And I remember I was watching with Suzanne and I said, you know, we should watch this. And, and I, our daughter, Megan, happened to be with us. And she said, you know, I want to watch that, too. So when she came up for dinner, we, we turned on the first episode and we're blown away. It's like, holy shit, this is good. Right. And, you know, Bridges and Lithgow, first of all, phenomenal. And the premise, and as you told me over the phone the other day, I mean, they get right into it. And right. and, and you got to jump on the train because they get into it. And the premise is brilliant. And I, I have to stop here and say it's not original. It's from a novel by a guy named Thomas Perry, who's written a bunch of good stuff. And, you know, they bought the rights a while ago. I think five years ago, they, they were going to, start making it but it you know it got delayed as everything always does we talk about that we talked about that with queen's gambit you know how many years that was delayed so that's what got me and we just kept waiting every week to see the next episode and then we got to the seventh episode and watched it and thought man this is really good they're walking to the airplane this is great it's like you know casablanca and then i don't hear anything so i you know, I start Googling, when's, when is that eighth episode? And it's like, there is no eighth episode. That's it. So that's the interesting part about it. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll so get into the, the, the old-fashioned cliffhanger, which happened for, for a medical reason. But um, it just shows that the old guys have plenty left in the tank, which you and I absolutely mm -hmm. love. I mean, I want to talk about Bridges and Lithgow and, and start, because you know me, I mean, Drew is much more of a writer than I am. I'm, I've written and I continue to write, but I'm the actor in the group. And I just, you know, I look at a guy like Bridges, who at his age right now just hasn't lost it. Uh, I don't know if he's considered a movie star or an actor's actor, but I just find him so compelling in anything he does. No matter what he's in, I have to watch him. And he never looks like he's acting. Never. But it's also not like he's putting on dialects and doing a Daniel Day-Lewis method acting thing. He's kind of uses the same vehicle. His body is his vehicle. And that doesn't really change. But think nonetheless. Of, think, of these three, think of these three things. Yes. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, Hell or High Water. Right. The Fabulous Baker Boys, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Someday we're going to have to talk about that. It's going to be a movie I'm going to make people watch. Yeah, it's a great it's movie. A phenomenal movie. Great movie. He's, he's with his brother Jeff there because they play brothers. And I mean, just think of those three things. I mean, and there's we didn't even mention the Academy Award. No, no. Where there's Crazy Heart. Yeah. What else? Yeah, Crazy Heart. Yeah, yeah but there's some, a ton. He, the guy, just acts. He, he, you want a solid, dependable actor for a part? Jeff Bridges, he'll do it. Yeah, he's just—he's <laughs> just great. And I don't know if he gets the credit that he deserves, but nonetheless, 
he's fantastic in this because he can turn evil in a heartbeat because the role that he plays Dan Chase is a former CIA operative who went rogue and he has to pay for a sin 35, 30 years later when he's quote unquote, an old man. And it's not your typical drama drew where he's perfect. I mean, Dan Chase, the character he's played has done some bad things, a lot of bad things, a lot of bad things. So this is what I enjoyed about it is he's not just simply heroic. He's not Gary Cooper. He's flawed. I mean, there are some flaws with this guy. And when it opens, he's he thinks he's okay. He thinks right. his life is okay. He's got a new identity. His wife has passed away, although we see a haunting dream about her. Right. And you think, okay, he got away with whatever he got away with. And suddenly he hasn't because something happened and they're after him. Right. And enter, and enter John Lithgow. Enter now, John Lithgow. And now we have to talk about John Lithgow, Yale Drama School, um, who there is no one who can play a villain and a comedic lead and a dramatic lead like John Lithgow. He is the greatest range of any actor ever. But De Niro, I should say De Niro, De Niro has been able to do it um, with, uh, oh my God, the movie he did with Nick Nolte, Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are. when he played the psycho when Nick Lone, I forgot that. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I have to look it up because I can't remember anything anymore. But needless to say, De Niro's got a pretty good range in that regard. But, you know, Lithgow and according to Gart plays, you know, uh, the tight end who's going through a sex change. And then Third Rock from the Sun, he plays the comedic alien father. Right. Uh, and then he reads children's books at libraries. And then he can play a psycho in a Sylvester Stallone movie in Cliffhanger. And in this one, he plays, you know, the assistant director to the FBI, who also is flawed. And the scenes towards the end of the series with Lithgow and Daniels in the, I mean, Bridges in the car, it's 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 a masterclass. It's the, a freaking masterclass. The final episode is worth the whole thing. Oh, my because God. Because when you see the two of them in the car and you're thinking, how good can it be in the car? And by the way, it was the first scene they filmed together. So you watch the whole thing and you think, right. oh, they've been doing that. No, the first thing they did together in is the that car. car scene, which is brilliant. Great writing, great acting. So we don't, we're also going to give you a spoiler alert here, folks. So you do watch it. But these two guys were young CIA operatives 30 years ago and they did something. And well, now FBI they're paying. FBI and CIA, right? right. Wasn't he, was, well, I think they both were CIA. Then they, then, oh, at the time. I thought, yeah, right. I thought, yeah, he left the CIA to go to the FBI. That's right. So we're cruising right along. So they have to pay for past sins, right? So that's what's happening. So then enter, um, and correct me here if I'm missing something uh, at all. But like, I, I, and I have to give her her name. I've never heard of her. I've, I, I don't know if I've seen her in other things, but plays Jeff Bridges' daughter. Alicia uh, Shakat. Uh, What's that? Shawkat, Shakat. I don't yeah, know. Shakat. I want to make sure. I apologize if I didn't get it right, but I've never heard of it. She's fantastic. My, maybe my favorite actor in the thing. And that's saying something because she just, you couldn't stop watching her. Fantastic. And now, spoiler alert. Okay. So I'm cruising right along and I'm going, okay, where's this thing going? Because the whole, I don't want to get too confusing. Amy Brenneman is in five episodes. She's the love interest of Jeff Daniels, right? And this, and and Jeff Bridges. And this is the problem I have with this. I I want to get this out of the way and then we'll get to it to Aaliyah. Uh, Amy and Brenneman is just to me so misplaced. 
She sleeps with Jeff Bridges. She doesn't have to sleep with him. He could be her father still. It doesn't work for me. And then she's not even in the end. I'm like, like, why is she there? Did you see a purpose for her? Yeah, he's got an exposition. He's got to explain things to her that explains it to us. And it also humanizes him because if without her, his wife is dead. He's apparently abandoned his daughter. So you need to see something softening. And And as tough as he is with her, he's also, he cares about her. Well, and this is, you're right about this. I think they could have done a better, I, I, I personally, I would have done it differently. I thought it was a little cliche. That's my weak, that's my criticism of this. He's on the run. They want to, they want to, um, they want to kill him because he knows too much about something in operation that went awry 30 years ago. So he's on the run. He ends up at her house. Next thing you know, he's cooking her eggs. Next thing you know, they're going to dinner. She's a divorcee. Bah, 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 bah. They sleep together. And I go, okay. They, I would have liked it if they were just friends. I would have liked it if it was Helen Mirren. You yeah, know, but Helen Mirren, somebody his own age. But what happens after that is so cool. <laughs> That's I, I loved it personally. I did, it didn't bother me. I understand there's an age difference, but you know, look around Hollywood. There's an age difference. Yeah, and, I guess so. Every couple, so. And I guess, and and I can understand why women may have a problem with this. I mean, you know, how many times? Like, I suppose now you see, you know, younger men and older women. Um, uh, uh, they've made they've since made movies about it, but it was just I don't know to me that they didn't fit. Um, uh, what was so cool about it? What did you like after that about it? That she has to go on the run with him. Her she life goes on is the run completely torn which, yeah, which apart. Try. And I don't want to, you know, again, spoilers. Spoiler alert! I mean, she goes on the run with him. But so, anyways, but, but I digress. That's, a, a great that's my turn. only real she, problem with. She this. does a great turn in the apartment that supposedly where they think she's his wife. She does right. a great turn there. She does a great job there. Yeah. Right. She. I agree. She does a great. And also at the roadblock, he plays the husband. You know, mm-hmm. and I understand that. So anyways, Aaliyah Shakat, or Aaliyah Shakat, who, who is fantastic. So she plays the daughter. Again, spoiler alert. So at the beginning of this, first of all, did you see it coming? The big the big reveal. Did you see it coming? Well, there's two reveals. Okay, with her. The first yeah, there's two one, reveals with her. The second one, I wondered. The first one, I did not see coming. Did you see No, I didn't see it coming at all. Okay. But I did wonder because she had a Middle Eastern appearance. So didn't enter my mind at all. Yeah, it entered my mind. The second one I should have seen coming because it's the most obvious one. I saw that one coming. I but wonder. they never I don't remember them ever teasing that. And I don't want to go into it because we don't want to spoil it. Well, but, you know, we might have you know, if you're watching this, just watch the show. Watch the show. Alicia Cott is fantastic. She's a pivotal character. I mean, and she's she's between Lithgow and Bridges. Bridges, she's the thing that ties them together. Correct. Ultimately, in this, not way back when, because well, I'm not going to spoil it. But in this, you know, in this seven episode, see, you know, season one, she's what ties those two two guys together. Right. So because he's more- a, he's like her adopted father, not officially, but he's her mentor, so he cares about her. So what happens is um, her character, Angela Adams, is the assistant to the... Who oh, they call director. Emily. <laughs> uh, You're going to get confused with names, folks. Oh, I know, I know. Because Dan Angela, Chase becomes Johnny at some point. Because he becomes Johnny. So uh, basically this comes down to she has three fathers, father figures, and I'll let everybody figure out the rest. Yeah. The warlord, John Lithgow, 
and um, Jeff Bridges, right? And she has three father figures. That's what, we, and you and you guys can figure yeah, at the rest. You can watch it. And there is a re reveal to me that saves the series because she is working as an assistant for Lithgow. Um, and Are you going to give away the reveal? I, I, should we? I don't no, know. Okay, no. don't. Okay, but she's working as an assistant for Lithgow. There is a reveal that makes the series all worth watching. Correct. And that's why you need to watch this. I think it makes There's sense. a lot that makes this worth watching. Okay. So then we don't want to get too caught up with that. I want to talk about Bill Heck, uh, who plays the young Dan Chase, who plays Fantastic. the young Jeff, uh, Jeff Bridges. And I want to play, and I want to, Liam Lubani, who plays the young Abby Chase. The two younger versions of them, they are phenomenal. As a matter of fact, Heck, he's, he's had some success. He's done a lot of like one-off things, episodes, guest stars and stuff. He reminded me of a young um, uh, Burns, Ed Burns. Yeah, he did. He looks looks like a young Ed Burns. And what's interesting is we all know what young Jeff Bridges looks like because we saw him. Correct. And that's not what young Jeff Bridges looked like. But in the show, you see him and you go, oh, yeah, he could be young that. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and, I believe the, that. I thought they cast them perfectly. The casting, the casting, and the casting in some of these streaming shows. I mean, there's so much out there. Everything in it's, the streaming is better than anything better. In, in, right in, now. Just, End of story. I Sorry. Mean, just, yeah, I mean, some of these kids like EJ Bonilla is a new kid. He plays in a really guy. good, He's great in it. Um, he plays a CIA guy who CIA sort of knows right. something's going on, but he doesn't know what. Uh, there's just so many good. Like Joel Gray is in it. Joel Gray is. He plays the former boss of Lithgow and Jeff Bridges. And let's not give anything away there. Let's not give anything away there. So he's, you know, he's he's great too. So what happens is basically by the time you get to the end of this, you have Lithgow and you have Bridges. And I think we can say this. What happens is 30 years ago, Lithgow and Bridges have to come to terms and come together to get somebody out of a country. And right. they have to get somebody out of the country in which uh, Bridges plays the character Dan Chase, which he basically abandoned the CIA and started fighting for the rebels in Afghanistan. Yes. All right. Against the evil Russians. He, he uh, did. But at the same time, he's talking to Lithgow. And Lithgow's giving him guns to give to the resistance. Right. To the resistance. So he's not totally out, but he's kind of operating on his own and Lithgow's helping him. Right. So, Which is dangerous for Lithgow in his career. Correct. But he still does it anyways. Yes. So what happens is um, Bridges' character, Dan Chase, eventually has to leave Afghanistan. And he brings the wife of the warlord with him. Okay. He away. I, I'm, 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 and, and, and that's all I'm going to say. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Right? So that's the, that's the, and then, and then, well, people, you'll figure that out in the first episode. So people have to figure out what happens there. Yes. Um, they, do, they will figure it out in the first episode. You're right. They, they'll, they'll figure out the first episode. So it all catches up to him like 35 years later or whatever. Um, and he and Mabas plays the older Abby Chase. She is one of the most underrated actresses working today. She was in, I believe she was in Succession. Um, she was also, I believe, in the House of Sand and Fog Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, that was with, her? I think that was her. And I think, yeah, she's been in succession. And then I thought she was in the House of Sand and Fog uh, with Ben Kingsley. And she was fantastic. Is she a Palestinian actress? I, I, I'm not sure of, of, of her, but of her uh, ethnicity. Uh, but she is. 
phenomenal. Um, uh, I think she, she, I don't know if she was in the house of Santa Claus, but she's great. I mean, and and even though yeah, she was in Munich. Um, mm. Even though she is her 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 appearances are limited, uh, her acting is phenomenal, just phenomenal. So I want to I I also want to give her a lot of credit. And people can probably tell by what we're talking about, a lot of characters in this. And you got to pay attention. And you got to pay attention. And they'll help you, but you got to pay attention. And I don't know about you guys, but I only watch shows now with closed caption on. Because you can miss, you know, if they mumble, you miss something. Right. In, In this episode or this series, you could miss something pretty important. Right. When, and there's you know, right. Lithgower or, or Bridges is talking. And so I I make sure I got that up there just so I don't. Yeah, it has nothing to do with our hearing at this age. No, I can hear. I hear Absolutely just fine. I hear you. I can I'm hear the fine. mumbling as clear as day. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give any more away in this one. Um, uh, the question, what happens is after seven episodes, there's a cliffhanger. Um, and it's because Jeff Bridges was sick. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that for a second, because yeah. this is the story behind the story. Yeah, so that's now, they wanted Jeff Bridges. Apparently, from from the minute he read the pilot, he wanted this and he had not done television. So he right. wanted this and they brought him in pre pandemic. Yeah, he started uh, filming. Oh. And I'm going to pull out an extension cord as you do it. OK, pull it out. And he got diagnosed with lymphoma. Not Hodgkin's, I think, right? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. Because it was the one that you can cure. Right. And so he was undergoing chemo. He's he's when you see this, he's physically acting. He's in fighting. He's doing stuff that's you know, he's seventy three years old. So he's probably seventy when this when he was doing this. And this is rigorous stuff he was doing. And he he suddenly finds out he's got lymphoma, lymphoma, he had a tumor in his stomach, he uh he underwent a lot of chemo, and so they had to halt production. And right. then, because of the treatment, he had no, you know, immune system. He got COVID, and he was in intensive care for a long time and nearly died. So this whole thing could have never happened. It's possible it wouldn't have happened. So, but he eventually got better and came back. And I think that's when they filmed uh, the Lithgow car thing. I think. Yeah, can't recall. I mean, I read about this, and it's just—it's fascinating to me. I you know, two the stories behind the stories. So, season two is coming back, so it brings us to the discussion. Back when you know I fell in love with television, or before then, you always had the the season cliffhanger. You know, Dallas was what the most watched television show for a while there. When who shot yeah. JR? Right, who shot JR? Had to wait until next year, next fall, to find out. But with the binge watching now and the fact that, I mean, basically I watched these seven episodes in two days. Um, you don't have that anymore. I uh, did when it first came out because FX had it and it would come out on, I think, Thursday night. And you had to wait till next Thursday. Right. But now I'm talking about waiting next season. Well, now, yeah, we don't know when that is. I don't know if they're even filming yet because in July, they, I, they said there's going to be a second season. They think eight episodes. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe Homecoming with uh, Mandy Patinkin. Maybe was there? You might have. Had, but generally, when you watch, when you binge something for a season, they usually wrap it up. The they don't really have a cliffhanger anymore. I don't think. Well, they got to get to the next 
year to the next season. They get the, but they don't have a cliffhanger like like who like what happened. I mean, usually everything's kind of answered and they set something up for the next season. But I don't like at the end of a succession. Well, maybe at the end of succession, maybe I'm wrong. Wait a minute. Okay, at the end of succession season one, uh, they're on the boat and uh, the old man is on the boat and he smiles when his son sings in front of all the cameras. So that's a cliffhanger. I mean, that's that's definitely this is a this is a true cliffhanger. And I say that because when I watched it the first time and the credits came up after they're walking in the tarmac, I thought, oh, this is fantastic. I can't wait till the next episode. This is going to be great. And eh, nothing, not a right. so I, it was intentional. They had to trim 10 episodes worth of material into seven. Into seven, yeah. For yeah I mean, even if you take a look at succession, logistic region. The, most re- the most recent mm-hmm. season of succession, you understand that Tom has gone on the side of London and that uh, it's the three kids against the old man and Tom now, right? So that was established at the end of the season. You just don't know how that's going to evolve. Like, how are the kids going to get back into the into into play the next season? But this was a real cliffhanger, which is interesting. Do you think it's better to have something like this, or are we just so accustomed now that we want it right away? Well, you can't get the second season right away. Look, look at Ted Lasso. We did a whole show about Ted Lasso. It's, right, is a cliffhanger. Right, is a cliffhanger there. Yeah, I don't know if it's Nate's going to go coach the, you know. What's her name's ex husband? Right, right. But, but so, Ted is still, but we know what Ted is. Yeah, like, but do we know where Ted is and what Ted's going to do? We don't really know. He, you yeah. know, he had the anxiety attack and that whole thing. Maybe I, you're right. Yeah, maybe I'm just not seeing it as much. I just I think it's because this one was such a so dramatic. Clear, like, guess, get ready. This is, you're going to see what's coming next. And you don't see what's coming next because they, I don't know if they filmed it. I, well, I, some I, of the decisions, like with HBO Max, I believe with the flight attendant. Uh, I think was, you know, they wouldn't drop them all at once. I mean, if you were a t- if you were a an executive at any of these streamers, yeah, you wouldn't drop them. Would you drop it all at once? Or no, would you do just, just what these guys did, week by week. Build up the thing because you know every time we went to dinner, I would say that somebody'd say, "Hey, what are you watching?" I'm like, oh, "You got to see the old man; it's fantastic." Or they'd say to me, "Hey, have you seen the old man?" Everybody was talking about it. It's like Queen's Gambit. It was like so good because it's Jeff Bridges and. You know, you have you have low expectations because it's TV, right? And it's not TV anymore. Yeah, I don't it's have not TV. Yeah, TV is not what we used to think of as TV. It's not the Andy Griffith show. It's no. it's not the Mike Douglas show. It's not. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not Dallas, right? Yeah, it's not. No, it's TV is now the new place. And the theaters are. I keep telling. No, they're dead. Not. They're deader than a doornail. Well, I know they're open, but they're losing money left and right. I mean, I have to tell you. By the way, Joe Gray is also in his limited, in his limited um, activity in this. He's he got old. He got old, but he's still good. He I got mean, old, but he's old. God, he's really old, dude. I mean, but he's so good. He's still good at it. You know. Now yeah. let me. Here's another question. To wrap it up. So, you would rather see week by week. You don't want to see it all dropped at once. Once the season's over, you can drop it all at once, right? I mean, say the season's over. Somebody wants less to- so. I you had to wait a week to see Lasso, and you know it's fine. It gets yeah. But, I don't mind. What I'm saying is like, say the season's over, like you've done it, like they dropped all of them. Yeah, right. And then if you want to binge it after it's been dropped, you can binge it then. 
Yeah, that's fine too. You know, you can I've do done that. that. You know, that's, that's fine. I, I think I did that with Godless. I can't remember. I think it. You know, it. I like to binge. See, I like to binge. Oh, look, binge like is fun. But, but look, if something like this comes out and I see the first episode and I love it, and the next episode's another week, okay. It's wait, like football. Wait, you, wait, you wait till next Sunday to watch another game. I'm used to that. What do you think? I also, because of where we are in our demographic, uh, and I'm out there hustling and auditioning, I think people still want to watch old actors. Uh, yeah, people don't mind watching old actors. Hollywood didn't like old actors because they had to get them into the theaters. Right. If you got people in the theaters, the demographic was young, right? Think of Titanic. But see, that all changed too, right? Titanic's, Hollywood went crazy because, oh my God, Leonardo DiCaprio, all the girls went three or four times to see Titanic. Oh, we got to make more movies for young girls. No. First of all, those young girls brought boys too. Second of all, it didn't, it was just, a one-off as far as I'm concerned. And then they started aiming it for young boys and it lasted about two years. And then guess what? They didn't go to the theater anymore because they had video games. They stayed home with their friends and played video games right. and didn't go to the theater. So guess what the theaters did? The, the studios did. They made movies based on video games. So, you know, you can't, you can't chase an audience. Just make good stuff. Just make good stuff. People right. watch it. And, and that brings, goes back to your old actors. Old, reliable actors. Jesus, you know, I, it's an insult to Jeff Bridges to call him a reliable actor. He's a far better than that. But what I mean is, you know what you're getting when you see Jeff Bridges. I saw this and I said, oh, man, Jeff Bridges in this? It can't suck. End of story. Same thing with Clint Eastwood. Same thing with Helen Mirren. If you tell me exactly. Helen Mirren did something, oh, it's not going to suck. No. no. You trust their choices. Like Close is in something? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And so people have always been willing to do that. But, you know, now we have, we have, it's a title of the show, movies, streaming, and in between. Streaming's changed it because you oh, can sit home and watch it. And there's a ton of content, which means older people can be in it. Look what won the Academy Award. You know any of those actors in CODA? Right. Right? You know, what's her name? The, the deaf actress. You knew her. Right. Molly Matlin. Molly Matlin, you knew. But she wasn't an A-lister. You just knew her. No, in fact, she hadn't been anything in a long time. It was She's a great actress, but... It was on Apple. Money Academy Award. Yeah. it's Content is king. Content's king. Content's king. No. Content's All right. So, so we, I don't man. think we've spoiled anything. I think we've, no, I think we've hopefully made the yeah, audience... Watch your watch. man. Watch your man. And also... Um, and I'm not giving anything away here, but at the beginning, I'll just ask you this final question. The title, The Old Man, does it pertain just to Jeff Bridges? No. No. We, we don't. Uh, the producers have an answer for that, and it's a great one. So if people want to look it up, they can. But it's, he's not the old man. When you see the first episode, when, you, when I saw the previews, I thought, oh, well, look, he looks old. He's the old man. And it's deeper than that. Yeah. Good stuff. The old man, I'm glad you recommended it, Giuliano. Thanks for watching Screen Time, everybody. Movies, streaming, and more. For Drew, I'm Gary Tangler. Mm-hmm.